This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Odyssey in Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! Oh, it is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Fritzy, I'm hungover like very wow. hungover right now. Zoe is being a pistol, we'll say. I'm beat up. I just got back from a wedding in Connecticut. I couldn't be more tired right now. And Bryce Harper broke his freaking hand. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, honestly. Uh, I, I, You're fine. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. I know, I know. Um, honestly, <laughs> I'm just concerned about you, pal. You know, I want to make sure you can get through this podcast. I, think uh, I might not. Honestly, I really might not. I'm like so hurting right now. This is going to be my worst podcast performance ever since your last and one. And I just want, I just want everyone to know that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, by listen, the way, presented by Miller Light. Celebrate responsibly. Which we is love a, Miller Light. Apparently, you had a, a a lot of Miller Lights on it's on Sunday fun. night. If only I had just stuck to Miller Lite last night, everything would have been fine, Jack. Yeah, would have but, been fine. Yeah, but I, I made, feel like you're one of those guys that... Make some mistakes with some, uh, let's just say, harder yeah. varieties of alcohol, okay? Yeah, I feel like you're one of those guys that once you're there, you just decide to go all in. Oh, I'm all in. Yeah. Uh, there, there, There's no, yeah, there's no, like, middle for me. It's, yeah. it's all or nothing, yeah. and I go all every time. Yeah, well, listen, yeah. that's that's called, it's good dedication. That's the kind of guy yeah. you are. Um, you know, it, when you go, you go, and sometimes you got to live with the uh, the repercussions of that. So that's right, buddy. That's yeah. right, pal. That's I right. mean, I'm gonna try and not throw up during this podcast. We're gonna see what happens. I mean, good. yeah, the 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 listening body is uh down on the fills because of the Bryce Harper thing. You're hungover. Everything's going fine. Everything. Everything's great. Everything. Everything's. I, my voice is gone somehow. I know. I can barely talk. Listen to that. That sounds terrible, honestly. It does. I'm so sorry, everybody. Everyone listening, you know how much I love all of you. I'm so sorry. But I had to be here. We had to do the podcast. Wasn't like I could be like, no. sorry, I'm calling out. I'm hung over. Right. Not allowed. So I'm here. But I, I'm sorry for what you have to listen to. I told Jack this. Honestly, as much as this is easily going to be the worst podcast I've ever done, I, just, I honestly think the pressure is fully on you on this one because you have to carry this thing. Like, this is really a, has to be a Jack Fritz, uh, you know, tour de force. Yeah, it's one of those old uh, old school, like, Kobe possessions where I just got to take the ball. and Clear out. Clear out. <laughs> don't really pass it. Um <laughs> Well, I guess, like, do, do you want me to just go now and just say, Seltzer, just, <laughs> just sit there? It's me time? You know, I, I yeah. James, you know me. I, I'm not one of those guys that likes to make things about myself. So, <laughs> okay. um, you know, whatever you need me to do, I will sit here and I will provide it. If you need me to, to carry the team on the, on the back today, I got you. Um, but we'll get through this together. And our, I think our listeners appreciate uh, you just being open and honest about your current state and your current situation. <laughs> so I like that. And uh, sorry, we had to wait till Monday to record this podcast, but who cares? It's all right. Everything's fine. Yeah. With the bills. I was at a wedding. Shout out to my cousin, Charles, who is now married. Cousin Charles. Good for you, buddy. It was a good looking venue, too. It was it was really pretty. It was really it was a really nice place. It was a super fun wedding. You know, he's like a decade younger than me. So it was a bunch of, you know, like, you know. People your age raging hard and me there you the old were. guy trying to keep up. There you were. This is this is what happens to me. So were you in Connecticut when Bryce when Bryce got hit in the hand? Yes. I watched it with my brother and Emily at our Airbnb. We were hanging out after we had like a really nice like, you know, uh night before like dinner and drinks and like outdoor hang and whatever. And then we came back and we watched the Phillies game on that MLB app up there and yeah, we were watching it live and it was horrible. And it was like so like it was so clear the moment it happened. We're all just looking at each other and Emily's like, that's bad. And my brother's like, yeah, you don't freak out like that over a bone bruise. This isn't going to be good. And it was just it was so clear. It sucked, man. It was really it was a devastating thing to watch. It was. Yeah, it was. And uh, when it happened, I immediately started thinking about Carson. It reminded me a, a lot of when Carson tore his. Although, I, I feel like we didn't know right in the moment that Carson tore his, tore his ACL. It was one of those, like, 
<laughs> like I just remember the he was walking back to the locker room with the towel over his head, and they went to a slow motion like replay of Carson's knee, and I just remember Ooh. I just remember it moved like 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 a noodle, which is probably not the best sign for for a knee. Uh, and then obviously the rest of the night it was like, oh, it's a disaster. Aaron Andrews came out and said, uh, you know, it's a big devastating knee injury. She said that people left the like people left the the locker room saying it's bad, all that stuff. So that it was devastating, and. You know, Bryce got hit, and my first thought was like, oh, my God, he got hit in the face again, which is just like after everything he went through last year, getting hit in the face, he got lucky last year, frankly, I think. So um, I was like, oh, not again. Uh, and then, and then, yeah, he's he's lying on the ground. He's yelling at Blake Snell. Definitely was not going to be a good thing. And I don't know if we'll see Bryce again this year. I mean, honestly, I know uh, uh, John Morosi said like a month to six weeks. That seems insanely fast. It is a fracture in the hand. I mean, I know Mickey got back, but I think that was a different fracture. I think it was more of like a hairline fracture. I mean, this 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 thing seems legit. So um, it was one of those those really devastating moments. But James, like, I can't I can't lie, and I'm not gonna lie to you. And this, I promise you, I promise you, James, from the bottom of my soul, that this is not me just talking myself into this baseball team. <laughs> I promise you, it's not that. But I, I'm not that down. Like, I'm, I'm really not. I, I'm bummed for Bryce. I wish that didn't happen. I love watching him play baseball. He is our guy and our superstar, and I want to see him win back-to-back MVPs, and I want to see him carry this team to a postseason run. I thought that would be really special. But I'm just not down today. I know they took three or four. I know they only won one and a half games or whatever without Bryce. But I trust this baseball team more than I've trusted them in years past. Years past, I think they collapsed. I don't think they had – I don't know if the, the the right mix in the locker room was there. I don't know if they – they definitely didn't have the right manager. I think this team can handle it, and I don't think they're going to just fall out of the race. I don't think they're going to fall on their face, and it's like, oh, my God, they're so bad without Bryce. You know, the stats have been floating out there that they're 3-6 and six or 4-6 and six or whatever now in games without Bryce – and that's fine, but now they know he's gone. Like, now they know that Bryce is not going to come back for at least a month, probably way more, and now it's go time for everyone else. And I just sit here, and I've seen what the Padres have done this year without Tatis. I've seen what the Mets have done without DeGrom and Scherzer. We all know what the Braves did last year without Acuna and are currently doing without Ozzie Albies. Like, there's been too many examples of that. Right here in this city, 2007, Chase Utley breaks his hand while he's on his way to winning the MVP. They survived, and they 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 treaded water until he got back, and then they went on the run and chased down the Mets. And the ultimate example, James, was what we talked about earlier, was that Super Bowl team. And everyone started picking up their games because they knew they couldn't rely on Carson bailing them out. And that's how I feel about this baseball team. I, I, I don't have this sinking feeling. And I'm ex- honestly, I'm excited to see how they respond. Because for the first time in, since the heyday, I actually trust the baseball team in town. And I feel good sitting here on June 27th, talking <laughs> oh, to my hungover buddy about a Big Phillies death. team that is no that no longer will have Bryce Harper in the lineup for at least a month and a half. All right, so this might be your all-time top, top, top of the mountain ability to convince yourself things are fine moment. And I just, I want to point out how amazing you are at this and how really it is... Um, it's amazing to watch. It's a it's a really special thing. Um, I think well, um, I don't know what you're laughing about. Uh, like I'm not lying to you. I know you're not. I know you're not. And look, I to your point, there are a lot of teams that have lost big dudes, important guys, and gone on and still done great things. The Braves last year, the Braves this year, are two good examples. But man, it just and I don't think the Phillies are going to be bad without Bryce Harper, but. I think they were already in a position where I wasn't sure they were a playoff team considering there are eight teams for six spots. And right now they're the eighth of those teams. So, and I don't know what happened over the weekend. I wasn't checking the standings as much as I normally do because I was away, but you know, like they're in the hunt for the playoffs, but it's not like they're a lot to make the playoffs with Bryce Harper. Yeah. And it just feels like such a 
crippling loss for this team. We know what they've looked like without him at times. And yes, Castellanos could step up and play better. And he had a nice day yesterday. And, you know, yeah, Schwarber's been a stud right now. And, and like, yeah, they'll get guys who step up and contribute. But I like it, it absolutely is a lot less likely they're going to make the playoffs today than it was two days ago. Like, it just is what it is. Like, we got to be real about yeah. it. Like, their, their MVP is done most likely for the season. If I had to bet I'm with you, but at least, at least eight weeks, I would say like that was his hand got pulverized. Look, you never know. People heal, heal strange, you know, in good ways. I mean, people can heal really quick. Maybe he's one of those guys, but I'm not super optimistic. And even when he comes back, I mean, that's his, his thumb on his, his oh, dominant yeah. bottom hand there. I mean, that's tough, man. So I don't know. I just, I get your point and I definitely would not be, it wouldn't be the most surprising thing ever if the Phillies kind of band together and and I do like the group and stuff like that. But but to say I I trust them, like fully trust them to be able to weather losing the MVP, I can't say that. Like I'm much more nervous and pessimistic. The schedule helps and all that, but I mean they they, they got a tough stretch coming up right now. They got the Cardinals, they got the Braves, they got the Blue Jays coming up. They got some tough stuff. I just Man, I, I I can't get there. I'm certainly not there yet. I need him to see see him play without Bryce for a few weeks and look really good and continue to win games before I'm going to be where you're at. Yeah, and, and and believe me, that's totally fair. It's just that, you know, when they added the third wild card, I think a lot of people had this idea that oh well, here comes what an 84 win team is going to make the playoffs and 85. Like yeah, they're going to have to win 88 to 90. And I guess I'm just. <sighs> Let me let me just lay out how I feel about the team and, and just tell me if you think this is fair or not. Because I don't want to say I've lowered expectations, but I I think they got off to too slow a start. I think they dug themselves too much of a hole. They fired Joe Girardi. They were eight games under 500. They've made that up uh, pretty good. I mean, they're four games over 500, so that's good. But like... I almost don't need the playoffs for me to think that they've turned into a, a good baseball team that I can believe in more going forward. I, I, it's hard to kind of explain. Mm. I know it's mm. it's a bit of a cop out, but like mm. yeah, it's a cop out. But I like, like that at all in 06, This is a playoffs year. This is a playoffs year. They went over the luxury tax. They came in the season with playoff expectations. Anything but playoffs is a disappointment and not something that like yeah, I get it. You can look at this and be like, oh, like. I have I had more confidence in them this year. They were better than they were last year. They started to learn how to win. Like, sure, those are fine things. It's a it's a disappointing season. It's a failure of a season. That's fine. Sense. It's I also think they got off to a super cold start. I think that's going to be the reason they sink. And if they like, for example, and, and this season has reminded me of this ever since they sort of fired Girardi. But it reminds me of the 06 year when they traded Brayu. They were 49 and 56 when they traded him, and they ended up, I don't know, missing the wild card by like a game or two. And that's kind of how I feel about this team. That's that's where, where I'm at. Like, I can't sit here. I'm not sitting here telling you I'm expecting them to make the playoffs. I want them to make the playoffs. I, I think they'll, they'll stay in the race. I don't think it'll come down to the last week, and they'll have to make plays to kind of get in there. It's just that I believe that the culture is turned here. And I think Girardi being gone. I think Schwarber getting comfortable. Cassiano's hopefully getting comfortable. I think it's, I believe in the direction of the team more. And that's part of the reason why I'm not super down depressed about what happened with Bryce Harper because I think that the the culture here has shifted and they have figured out different ways to to win and back each other up. Like the, the way that they won games this weekend was just so different from from the last couple of years where I thought they would have folded. You know, it's, it's Schwarber's obviously been unbelievable and and for them to have any chance to to stay in this run and 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 do anything, he's going to have to not continue to do this not just in the month of June, which is ridiculous what he's doing. But obviously you need JT, you need Cassianos, but I just I like the vibes of the of the the fringe players in the roster, the next man upish kind of guys. Like Veerling's batting over 300 in in June. Stubbs seems to come through in, in in big spots. I think Stott's getting more comfortable. I just I have a different vibe around this team, a different feeling about this team that I haven't had in years past. And I just kind of trust them to to keep it together here while they're down their best player. I, I I look. I love the the belief in the positivity with this team, and 
I hope you're right, buddy. That and again, I'm not. I'm not saying I. I. I think you're absolutely insane, and this couldn't happen. I'm just saying that I. If I'm betting on it, I'm betting on them. You know, being an 84 win baseball team or something. When it's all said and done, 83 win baseball team or something. And to your point, in years past, that's something where maybe you're in or a game out or whatever. This year, it's not going to be like this year. I think. Yeah, you got you know, to win 88 That's five, six games out. You know, so. So I get it, and uh, you know I, I'm I'm clearly a lot more down than you are after it, and and for Bryce himself, like we talked about, I mean it's just it's so upsetting, and you know he was again, I mean batting in the three twenties, I mean this guy's just like it, it seems like he figured out like actually like the science of hitting, and he had just cracked the code, and now he could just do whatever he wanted, like Matrix, like Neo in the Matrix when he just figures it out and like can stop bullets, like that's what Harper felt like as a hitter now, and. Um, you know, and it's, it's the prime of his, his athletic life right now. And it's really, it's, it's, it's really a baseball tragedy. You know, obviously there's real life tragedy. that's way more important stuff, but there's a baseball tragedy right here. What happened? And, and look, I, you know, Blake Snell clearly didn't mean to do it. You could tell the dude felt awful when it happened. I thought Harper's reaction was, you know, honest and real. And I thought him being able to kind of step back and, and realize that he was, you know, the way he was reacting, it was, it was just all like a really, you know, it was real theater and drama to watch. But, you know, in the end, it again, I, let's put it this way. I do think you're right that the Phillies could power forward and find a way to win some games and, and maybe, you know, band together and use Harper as there's this inciting motivation for the team moving forward. But for Bryce himself, I mean, it's just there's no redeeming thing here. You know, it just it just sucks. Yeah. Yeah, and like uh, we're we're 18 home runs away from him him hitting his 300th this year, which I thought would have been a cool feat. I was I, I was already having visions of it being September, <laughs> big series, maybe or maybe not. The rally towels are out. People are getting fired up. Bryce hits number 300. Uh, city starts melting down. Everyone's weeping in the stands. I mean, that's kind of the the division that I had had in my head. I'm sure a lot of people kind of felt the same kind of way, but. Yeah, it just stinks because, you know, he's he's done now for probably a month and a half, two months at a minimum. You had a 60-game season, which was obviously, uh, you know, 100 games less than a regular season. He had hit in the face last year. He missed, what, like a month, two weeks? Um, so, like, these kind of things, it, it starts to make you wonder, is he going to get to 500? Is he going to get... Is he going to have these big legacy things that are going to, are going to you know vault him into Hall of Fame and, and all kind all time discussion categories? So it just stinks for him. Uh, he was playing so well and really kind of felt like you know the last couple of weeks when they were in their downturn really felt like he was was starting to get more comfortable as as a, as a leader. Top of the dugout seems to be able to find ways to to stay in games. I mean, I guess like, you know, he'd be going back uh in between innings and and looking at tape on uh in the dugout while while having or while being the DH, so maybe that got into another kind of stratosphere as a hitter, but yeah. It uh it's really a bummer. Uh Goldschmidt was probably going to win the the NL MVP, but you know, I wanted to see Bryce kind of go for it. And <laughs> what was that? I'm dying over here, buddy. I mean, geez, I'm just was... trying to get. I'm just trying to get through this. I mean, battle. that was all over. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I thought I, was great, making, I thought I was making a really good point, and then I get that. I thought you were too. Yeah, I was well, just listen. Coughing. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I tried. Well, to how, am I supposed, how am I supposed? Should've... How am I supposed to I keep going? I should have muted the mic. All right, I'm. I'm. I'm can beat you up? Can you be a pro for me one time? I mean, just. Um, Ryan, pal. Can you, can you I'm here. I'm here. You know where I should be in bed right now. Well, I'm listen, why don't you make better I'm choices? You're in your forties. I know, buddy. Yeah. Thanks for that one. That's good. Are you gonna you gonna get back to your point? I don't even know what my it point was anymore. Point. It couldn't have been that good a point if you just totally get sidetracked and cough. It wasn't just a cough. That was an, an, an <laughs> it was an aggressive cough directly. Into, it's like you, it's like you turned your mic up and did it right into it, as in the middle of a, oh, a compelling not, compelling hilarious. sports point. Um, uh, I think my point was that I'm bummed for Bryce, and that stinks. <laughs> I think it's a really good Thank point, you. man. Yep. Uh, yep. <laughs> insert insert really... cough there. Yeah, it's a really thoughtful, smart, insightful point, and I appreciate it. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, let let the rest of the weekend. Like, um, you know, what do you, you obviously as the 
one who a needs to talk more so talk but also the one who of the two of us came out of the weekend you know focusing on the positives whereas i came out of the weekend saying bryce got hurt and that's like really all i could think about you know talk to me that's because you're castellanos had a nice weekend you know like that like that like if nick castellanos becomes Nick castellanos from last year like from what we've gotten the first two months of the season or whatever, then all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, that's the kind of thing that can change a team or whatever. Like there there are things that can happen, but what is it so specifically? Because you talk generally, but what is it specifically? What do you see happening with this team that is going to be able to sustain them until Harper gets back or even if he doesn't to compete? James, honestly, I've got no thoughts. I want to hear more of what you have to say <laughs> about the weekend. You know, I didn't – no, I don't really have much. I got nothing for you. Um, okay. So how I feel is, uh, one, now, <laughs> is is part of my feelings on this aided by <laughs> Kyle Schwarber being – the best hitter in the history of baseball in the month of June. Um, yeah, it could definitely be aided by that. And the thing about Schwarber, I mean, he is top three among NL outfielders in like every important statistic besides, you know, batting average. average. So yeah. um, it's just. Did you see that stat about his June homers, by the way? Uh, that, that he's at a, it's like a homer every nine point. Like six at bats in June, right? And like McGuire was like every eleven. Yeah, yeah, but well, Babe Ruth was like ten point six or something. It was the most. It was like the highest rate ever in a month by a player of of home runs per bats in a month ever. Yeah, I mean, it's just been ridiculous. And honestly, I think the reason why I feel okay about the Bryce thing, it's not just Schwarber on the field. It's honestly Schwarber off the field. You know, I think. He's he's talked yesterday about how when Bryce went down the first time, he kind of felt like everyone was was trying to be Bryce, and he just had this uh, message to everyone like, "Listen, we can't replace Bryce on every kind of swing. We kind of got to be ourselves." And I just think they haven't had that kind of leadership in the years past. So I think that's a a really positive thing. You know, Schwarber, I guess uh, before the game yesterday, like bought everyone coffee. So it just. That's a, a good vibes kind of guy, and he's hitting big home runs. It's not just like he's hitting home runs when they don't matter. I mean, a massive home run early in the series to give him a lead. He had an RBI single on uh, sa- Saturday. Yeah, an RBI single to give him uh, a lead on Saturday. And then the big homer Sunday. And it's just, I, I, I trust him in big spots. You know, it seems like he's always top step, seems like he's always talking to guys. And I think he's been a real uniting force that 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 can kind of hold this thing together. Do I think he's going to do what he's doing this June for the rest of the season? No, I don't think he's going to hit 50, 60 home runs. Like that's that's asking a lot out of a guy who, you know, is is doing great but hasn't done that before. But I do think he can kind of be a, a stabilizing stabilizing presence at the top of the lineup. There's been some talk of possibly moving him down the lineup. I wouldn't do it. I would just stick him in the leadoff spot. I think he's he is still driving in runs. Um, he's getting on base. I mean, 30 straight games, James, of, of getting on base. You know, uh, for as much as people talk about average and all of that, at the end of the day, he's on base. And no matter which way you do it, through a hit or a walk, it all matters the same. So he's hitting the ball. He's honestly the most, like, <laughs> three-outcome hitter I think I've seen. It's home run, walk, strikeout. So he is a yeah. three-outcome three, three outcome hitter. But when you're talking about this locker room and, and part of the reason why to, why to kind of believe in them more than years past, I think Schwarber's presence – is a really big part of that. And it, and it has me, honestly, again, it has me excited as to this little stretch here and seeing what this team's really made of. You know, they talked yesterday, I guess, about how some of the veteran hitters kind of all huddled up. I don't know which players were there. I assume it was Schwarber, Hoskins, Cassianos, and Real Muto. And they kind of had like a little bit of a team meeting of, of how things are going to go down uh, when Bryce is out. And I just I just don't think that was happening. The last couple of years. So um, now, obviously, reporters weren't in the clubhouse the last couple of years. So we don't know what the stories were like. But I just I like consistently seeing these stories come out. So part of the reason why I believe is the clubhouse. I think it's in a different spot. Another reason why I think I, I, I'm still in is the starting staff. You know, it's kind of been the the offense has been inconsistent throughout the year. But rain. I mean, Nola's back to being 
ace level Nola. I mean, I didn't think we were ever going to see this version of him again. He made one bad pitch to his freaking brother, and that's the only reason they didn't sweep this series against San Diego. And that game was frustrating, too. They left 15 guys on base. You know, they just could never get the big hit. But um, Nola's back to being a horse. Wheeler's back to being a horse. Uh, Gibson, it's like he'll have the one bad start, but usually has like three, three, three straight good starts, one bad start. Rangers, kind of the same thing. And Eflin, I'm definitely worried about Eflin. You know, I, I, I need to see if he can kind of bounce back and go deep into games. But I also think there's a trade to be made there. You know, I think there's obvious trade options out there, whether you want to go big and go Montas or others. I mean, there's other starters that, that they can get for much cheaper, but if they want to swing big and get a real another ace in here, they can do that. I think they're good enough to kind of tread water here for a month. Another thing that I feel pretty good about, James, is now too many people were tweeting about it yesterday. There was way too many people that were throwing around the stat that the, the Phil's bullpen retired 30-plus straight uh, before the game was over. And I needed everyone to stop doing that because I could just see runs starting to, to, to fly on the board. But to their credit, they didn't. And is the bullpen great, James? No, I don't think the bullpen's great. But what I, th- I think the bullpen can be is, again, tread water for the next month before reinforcements are on the way. And I like that they have a plan back there that I think actually can work. You know, Sir Anthony closed out a game over the weekend. Brad Hand's been pretty good. Uh, Brogdon on the on the IL stinks. But um, Alvarado, since he's coming back, has looked like a completely different pitcher. I can't say I fully trust him. But... You know, that that cutter, I think. So the difference for... for he's throwing strikes. Like he's throwing strikes. Right. The difference for Alvarado, for me, is that, like, throwing the... Being in the mindset of cutter first and throwing that for a strike rather than turbo sinker first, where he doesn't really know where it's going, I think that's just been a really big difference. Now it's like 95 with cut that he can throw for a strike and get ahead 1-0, and then, bang, there's 1-0-2. You know what I mean? So it's just been a different kind of backwards level or backwards way of pitching, but it's gotten to his head of I can throw my cutter for more strikes. Let me get ahead of guys rather than fall behind 1-0 by trying to throw that uh, sinker a little bit different. So, um, you know, I think the bullpen, is it locked down? No, but they have a 3-6 ERA in, in June. They've gotten Knable out of the closer role. He actually looks like he's starting to show some signs of life in kind of the Hector Neris way of last year. And Brogdon's coming back. Coonrod's coming back. We'll see what JoJo can do, uh, whether he can be like 2020 JoJo or last year's JoJo. So there's some reinforcements coming in the bullpen. There is a pretty good starting staff. The vibes are good. Honestly, James, the only way they're staying in this is if Castellanos and JT aren't a disaster. If, if they can do their job and Castellanos can show why they signed him, I think they can stay in this thing. You know, I think Schwarber's going to be pretty good. I think Haas is going to be pretty good. It's those two guys because the lineup is just has more question marks when Bryce isn't in it. It goes Schwarber, Hoskins, Castellanos, Real Muto, Didi? Yeah, it's gonna. they need Castellanos to be back to Silver Slugger last year, Nick Castellanos. A lot of stuff in there. Buddy. How was that? that? Did, did I give you a that nice reprise? Good. Did you have yeah. some have some water? I feel like we're good. Are we done? That was that was brilliant. Uh, no, I thought that was good. I, I think the Schwarber point, especially the off the field stuff, is really key. Like we talked about, you know, all the toes, all the stuff. It's just you know he's brought something to that locker and that it didn't have and it desperately needed. And I think now is the time. You know, when you lose your best player, you know that's the time where those type guys need to steer the ship, you know, and, and it seems like Schwerber hopefully is, is capable of doing that with, you know, some help from the other guys. But to your point, yeah, Castellanos has to hit. Yeah. It, has honestly, Romuto has to be better. Castellanos has to hit. Like, Castellanos has to be really good. Romuto just has to be better than he's been. Castellanos has to be good. Like, he has to pick up the slack. Like, he's he's the only player in the lineup who is not producing at a at – who, who can produce, like – within 10 to 15% of what Harper can do and isn't anywhere close to that. You know, he has to do it. Yeah, every point is moot if 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 Nick Cassianos can't hit. You know, like... I it, do like how you set it up where, you know, oh, I'm in on the team, I think they're going to do this, they're great, but if they don't blame Nick Cassianos. Well, because that's what it's it comes. Good. That's what it comes down that to. That was good. That was good. That was, that was some next level stuff right there, buddy. I just appreciated it. I noticed it. I saw it. I appreciate it. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate right. it. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, take bag in a sec. I have, um, 
I want to I want to see what you think of of a uh, new potential, not like weekly, you know, for the pod segment, but a potential recurring segment. I think it'd be fun to every once in a while, if we have one that makes sense, give a take that we're really mad we missed. Because in hindsight, it was so obvious that they should not have signed JT to this contract. Like, it was so obvious. And I think back so much about, like, how did we, smart baseball guys who love to talk baseball, like, not be on that. That giving a catcher who is not an elite hitter is a good hitter for a catcher. A catcher whose you know defensive skills are part of the biggest reason he's getting this contract to give him twenty three and a half million a year. How were we not like shouting from the rooftops saying this is a horrible idea? This is a horrible idea. Don't do this. Don't do this. We missed this one so bad, Jack, and we shouldn't have. Like we, Bryce was wrong. We were wrong. Like it was obvious that this contract was a terrible idea in the moment as we're leading up to it, and none of us saw it. Yeah, I mean. I did like JT for, I mean, I was, I was a JT fan. We were all in on JT. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's, I think it's the five years, honestly. Like if they did it for three years, they don't have to pay him for one more year after this. Like, I just don't know what the team was that was offering him five years. You know, the Mets were, the Mets had signed James McCann by that point. I think Grandall was already on the, on the White Sox. You know, I think the Dodgers, they already had Will Smith there. You know, Houston, they probably needed a catcher at that point. They they were never really that interested. It was really the Phillies kind of bidding against themselves. I mean, I guess the Blue Jays could have gotten in if they didn't sign Springer or whatever. But, yeah, I think it's the, it's the five years for me. And, honestly, you know, hopefully this weekend was, was him kind of getting going. He has talked a lot about how he thinks the power is still there, and he's been working with Kevin Long a lot to kind of unlock it. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's one – and especially because – you know they they're paying a thirty plus year old catcher for and that's that's like this doesn't work that way. Like Yadier, Yadier is like the only example of where it's like oh this guy's aged really well. Even Posey, you know Posey had a good last year, but a couple years before that was was brutal. So yeah, yeah, he struggled in between. Uh, yeah, so yeah, not great. But also at the time I was like eh, you know I want JT to still be here. So I don't know. I I can't I can't look back totally negatively i did want them i like them it's just it's one of those contracts that's just not gonna age well yeah all right uh let's do the take back i got a couple of final thoughts at the end but uh let's do it and we gotta give a gift card away oh yeah well uh here we go we don't have to give out we have to remind people i was gonna do that after take back but you know what jack let's do it now bleep it we'll do it now uh miller light sponsored by gash out to miller light we love miller light they are the official partner of the Philadelphia Phillies. And we still have four gift cards to give away uh, to four great places to watch Phillies games and enjoy their Miller Lite specials. Um, so uh, Appetites on Main and Axton, the Yards Pub uh, off Westchester Bike in Havertown, Oscars Tavern, Oscars Tavern on Sansom Street in Center City. I've been there many times. Great place. And Milk Boy, also been there many times. Great place at 11th and Chestnut in Center City. Go right now to the contest page at 94wip.com, um, and you can have the opportunity. Those gift cards are still there to be won. So uh, go to the contest page, check that out, and then uh, at the next pub, we'll uh, we'll tell you about the next new Miller Lite bar of the week and some more awesome opportunities for you. Again, all courtesy of Miller Lite. It's Miller time to enjoy Miller Lite because Miller Lite's awesome. Yes, it's the only way to watch the uh, the fills without Bryce Harper. Is is the official statement of? Oh yes, what a great point. Yes, Miller Lite has become so much more important in the uh, the act of watching Phillies games, especially because you said it just in passing. You're going though. It's like as much as it sucks to lose Bryce for the team for the the you know chance to win this and that. Like it also just sucks not watching him play every night. Like we watch his team every single night of our lives. We watch a hundred and. 60 of them or 158 or whatever we end up at the end of the year if we miss a couple um and like it just sucks that he's not in them like he was my favorite part about watching baseball this year you know yeah yeah i mean listen it's gonna be okay though they're they're playing good baseball it's okay to trust this team uh <laughs> everything is fine are you ready for for mickey to be the the, the nick falls of the 2022 Falls? Oh, i like so you tweet that and i thought it was the best tweet you've ever had <laughs> 
especially because you know you're you're if you're gonna mention Mickey in the same breath as Nick Foles, that means like maybe you're not you know gonna hate on Nick Foles as you have in the past and then slanderous outrageous way so i just want to get that out there well you know as i always call him mick falls um (laughs) 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 yep uh some trade options so they they uh claimed oscar mercado off of waivers today um hasn't hit well at the big league level who's kind of interesting in 2019 um, but he honestly, he, I think he's like the Camargo of the outfield where it's like super defensive, uh, kind of guy that has some pop in his bat. Not great pop. I'm not saying they got like a, 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 a really big upgrade here, but I don't know. Cleveland's been weird about developing hitters the last couple of years. And I mean, like outside of Jose and Francisco Lindor, it's like, hitters just seem to kind of go there and, and not perform well. So maybe they can kind of unearth some kind of, yet they, yet they continue to win baseball. Yeah. Games. It's like every year and they're like kind of raking right now, but it, it, it it's they're, weird. they're in first place. I know it like shed, they shed salary in the off season and they're, yeah. Anyway, yeah. they're, they're awesome. Different, the different. Team. Yeah. Different. Yeah. No. And Mercado also a little bit of speed too. Like it hasn't run as much in the majors mostly because he hasn't gotten on base, but you know, he had some big stolen base seasons in the minors too. Like he's he can he can kind of be a spark plug guy if if he could actually hit a little bit. Uh, so some names I like Robbie Grossman, who I've just loved for years uh, with the Tigers, who are just like a collapsing. Uh, he's on a final year of a contract and play right field has like the sixth most walks in baseball since the beginning of last year. So um, they need to find their Tadahito Aguchi. They need to find their Jock Peterson and Jorge Soler. Like they need to find those kind of guys if they're going to stay in this thing. So uh, Grossman's the name that I like. Chad Pinder, who has been like a kind of analytics darling for the last couple of years for the A's. Obviously they're kind of breaking things up out there. I think they'll take a flyer on him. Ian Happ would probably t- cost a, a good amount of prospects to go get, but if they wanted, he, he hasn't been great in center field, but he can play center field even if Bryce comes back. Either way, uh, can definitely play the outfield, plus he could like add David Robertson in a trade or whatever. So Ian Happ's a name that kind of makes some sense to me. Tyler Naquin, who was red hot for the Reds to start last year, had, was good at the beginning of this year before getting hurt. He's still hurt, but he's starting a rehab assignment. Um, so I, I kind of like those names. Tommy Pham, same kind of thing. He's on a one-year deal. Um, and plus he could fight Jock Peterson if they play in the playoffs. So that's a, an added addition. Um, again, I, I don't want to invest like heavy prospects. I want to kind of find under the, the value, under the radar guys like the Gucci, Jock Peterson, Solaire, like kind of find those kind of players that can help a ball club. Ian Happ would be a bit of a different story. Benintendi, like Benintendi would be interesting. I guess you'd have to just trust he can play center field if Bryce does come back, but he's having a really good year hitting over 300. Um, obviously on the, the final year of a contract. So you hope it wouldn't cost a ton prospect wise, but man, if they come out of this deadline with like Ben and Scott Barlow um, or Josh Stomont, who has had like a down year somehow, um, I, I think that'd be really, really interesting. So uh, there's some options out there and I'm, I'm really curious to see, how aggressive Dave is going to be. I mean, the Mercado right off waivers, I thought was interesting. So they're definitely looking to make moves fast. And I, I don't think they can wait until the trade deadline or close to the trade deadline to try to find a bat. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, especially. And, and, you know, I think, you know, we'll learn more in the coming days, whether Harper needs surgery, how that all plays out. But if you know for, for sure that he's probably not going to be back or, you know, at best you're talking like September, then you got to quick. You also, know, like, Again, again, real quick, especially to what you talked about before, the idea that we talked about that there's an eight teams for six teams race and that, you know, you can't afford to lose any ground. You know, like this is like every game really will matter at the end here. Also, I'd rather trade for an outfielder uh, rather than trade for like a DH only. Like there's been some Nelson Cruz floated out there who obviously would be fun, but, you know, I don't need I want to. I want to get an outfield. Yeah, enough of that. The, honestly, the one advantage, there are no advantages to Harper getting hurt. The only, like, and it's not an advantage, but the only thing you can say, well, at least Cassianos doesn't have to play the field every day anymore. At least Schwarber can DH every once in a while. Like, at least we could, like, that's the, the opening up the DH spot is literally the only thing that, that you could look at and say, oh, that's a, a byproduct. That's a good thing. Going and getting Nelson Cruz would literally ruin that, like, immediately. Yes. So, um, 
Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see what they do. And here. Getting a better fielder on the field, yeah. like you know, if you can get Veerling and Wright, that kind of stuff, you're gonna have a better defensive outfield by being able to to deal. Which was the original idea with Harper playing the outfield. Yeah, I mean, this should be Dave's Dave's strength. I mean, they've done a pretty good job here, this front office of of finding good fringe players that can help this team. Like they've done uh, some good trades from that standpoint. So I, I actually I'm excited to see what they do, I, and I hope they don't wait, um, you know, until the trade deadline. So. I know like you're you're obviously hurting right now and I know this conversation uh will not make you feel any better and I did, I can just tell your eyes are going to fully glaze over oh, for this next God. is this are you going draft right now We're going draft pal because I am <laughs> locked in I, I'll do I'll just sit back. I'll let Emily know. It'll be a few more minutes before I can come help her with that. Well, daughter, but yes. we are less than a month away from the draft and I tell you what, I'm starting to get downright giddy. I really am. Like I, I think between Schwarber going off and the draft, it's really helped and watching Griff McGarry, McAbel and, and Andrew Painter. I've been watching way more like blue claws games the last like uh week. Why am I not surprised? Well, because like, dude, when there was no, uh, like once the NBA finals were over and I'm obviously not watching the, the Stanley cup finals, but like, I was like, well, I have nothing else to watch. Like me and Joe watch something on TV. I need something to watch on my computer. So yeah, I've been tuning into a lot of blue claws games and I'll tell you what, those prospects are getting more and more untouchable by the day. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so draft is less than a month away. I have three favorites, James. My first Ready? favorite is Drew Gilbert, who is the center fielder from Tennessee, who is five foot eight makes great swing decisions and hits tanks in clutch moments. And is kind of has the flair of like a Jock Peterson, you know, where like, I don't know, he got, he got ejected mid game uh, from a super regional for arguing balls and strikes. Like he's got a little bit of edge to him, a little bit of fire to him. So I uh, would love Drew love Gilbert. Uh, Chase DeLauder is this, this super offensive piece from James Madison, another more right fielder, but has legitimate pop. Strong name. Chase DeLauder. Um, DeLauder. Yeah, just he reminds me a lot of Jay Bruce, so that's my 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 comp for him. And my last my last one all time great Philly Jay Bruce. Yes, my last one that I love. Like these are my three. These are the threes that I three that I would love to come out of the draft with is Zach Nito, who is this uh, shortstop from Campbell that um, like again great swing decisions and hits tanks and. Um, I think he might be a second baseman because he's a little, he's a little small, but a uh, really, really polished hitter that, uh, would be, would be super fun. So I got a long, I got a list Love of, this. List, Love of this. list of players I like, but those guys. give me hitters. I like hitters. Oh give yeah. I got, hitters. I got about no interest in drafting a pitcher. I mean, Kumar right, rocker would be bad. Kumar rocker would be fun. Um, there's some prep arms like Dylan Lesko is a guy who, uh, had Tommy John, but was like the best prep pitcher in the country. I, it would be fine, but I'm just so in the mode of I need some some bats in the system. So those are my three favorite at the moment. I can't wait for the draft. Uh, less than a month away. All right. Very excited. Did I get through that for one you. okay for you? It was good, actually. Right, yeah, that wasn't bad. I'm um, very, honestly a little impressed. Speaking of uh, human stories that I know that James will love, um, I, so I was going to bring it up. If you're going Mark Appel, I was obviously going to bring it up. Oh, uh, no, I wasn't. But. Okay. Oh, what a story! Mark Appel finally making it to the majors. Yeah. Anyway, you can get you can do your Mark Appel thing, but wow. but did you see the reason why the Phils wore Father's Day suits last week? Oh, so that one of my two final thoughts was about the fedoras. Uh, no, why? So, um, from Todd Zalecki's story, it was that so Rob Thompson wears a suit on every road trip, even though that like it's relaxed, I guess the, the dress code and all that stuff. But he said he does it because uh, to honor his dad and the Phillies players knew this and how much they respect Rob Thompson. They decided to wear suits in oh, honor of buddy. Rob Thompson. Be if Rob oh, Thompson honoring buddy. his father. I know I you crying. That. I know I can tell I'm, I'm almost crying. That's like, I love it. That's 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 as much a me story as you'll find. I'm so in on. I know. So I thought that was. I think again, that's another one of those things where I'm like in. You know, like the toasting. Yeah, that that kind of stuff gets me going. I'm I'm really with you. I think that's that's really cool. Oh, I have one. 
Give me a team. I have one last thing before you can do final thoughts and all of that. Okay. And this is very important. Um, For the first time Saturday night, I didn't want retaliation from the Phillies. I know I'm an old school guy. I, I am very pro throwing at people in most cases. Like, I think, it, I think, you know, whatever. In that moment, I was like, there's nothing that's going to, there, there's nothing here. Like Blake Snell didn't want to throw at Bryce Harper. He did it by accident. You know, we don't need to take an eye for an eye in, in this situation. It's an unfortunate thing. I didn't think a, a Padre needed to wear it. it didn't, I didn't see an egregious uh, break of baseball uh, unwritten rules. Uh, I, I didn't want a guy. I didn't want to see a guy get plunked after Bryce got hit in the in the thumb and i felt like that was a big you know i'm on a big growth mindset kick right yeah, now. yeah that's what i was gonna say dude, i feel this like this is like growth fritz right here welcome to the club buddy yep yes i didn't need to see someone at hurl a deadly weapon at someone's body it's good it's good how's that growth from me proud of you, man. really proud of you and i and dude you could like you could see it like blake snell was mortified like you could tell that dude, he took the cap off like he did like he made it very clear i did not mean to do that and and harper even realized it after you know harper was angry at first but he realized it too like i'm so with you dude like there look to your point sometimes it does happen where there are situations where it's like you know what you got to retaliate that's the game that's the way this game is played if a guy if a ball slips out of a guy's hand and he hits someone like like let it go you know what I mean? Like, it's not, you don't always have to retaliate because someone made a friggin' mistake, you know, and he felt horrible about it. Yep. So uh, I'm glad the Phils didn't do anything, and I had no problem that they didn't. Uh, um, I'm really proud of you, buddy. That is really good stuff. Thanks. Um, all right. Uh, final thoughts. Um, uh, Mark Appel, by the way, I, I meant to mention that before, but, I mean, that is a really, really cool story. I mean, the guy was the number one overall pick in the draft. It looked like he was going to be out of the sport. And has really uh, worked his way back and humbled himself and become a relief pitcher and and finally getting called up. And I don't know if he'll, he'll pitch a game for the Phillies or not at any point, but, um, you know, just getting to, to wear a major league uniform I well, think is a, a pretty neat, neat thing for him. Yeah, I mean, he's going to have to. I mean, Brogdon's like... Yeah, they're going to need him. Yeah, they're yeah. going to probably need him at some point. So later, yeah. it might not be the greatest timing because he's going to have to pitch. Uh, Tom Per said he's going to be a long man for a little bit there, so... Um, it's probably the best circumstances if he's coming into a game, but it's cool. And, um, just in watching him a little bit, you know, I, the strikeout numbers are weird to me. I think he's been striking out guys more recently. Um, uh, but it's, again, it's only 7.7 per nine at triple a, which, which is not really what you want to see. But I mean, just stuff wise, it's 97. I mean, a legit 97 is 96 to 98. Um, and they, I guess they added sweet to his slider and it it's a legitimately nasty pitch. So um, three pitch guy. I think there's some actual upside here. I, I'm, I'm excited to see what he can bring. You know, uh, he's obviously a, a big draft prospect. And then, you know, obviously was not great when he went to the Astros and eventually here, but I don't know, uh, 96 to 98 with a wipeout slider can play in, in any bullpen. And I'm, I'm curious to see what he's got. All right. Uh, final thoughts. Um, and one is funny enough. About the Rob Thompson thing, and you've, you've somewhat changed my opinion on this with how adorable that story is and how much of a, you know, team bonding thing it is and all that. But but in related to that story, uh, Alex Coffey, who is doing a great job, by the way, Alex Coffey has really very quickly uh, got a lot of information to her readers. Very, You know what I mean? Like she's got some sources, yeah. she's getting stuff out there. It's pretty, it's pretty good. She's doing a nice job. Um, but talking about uh, that where I get... It turns out that Rob Thompson's a fedora guy. Yeah. And he has eight or nine fedoras. Um, I don't love it, Jack. Oh, no. Anti-fedora? <laughs> my, 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 my instant thought is I don't love it. All right? Wow. Uh, not that I'm necessarily anti-fedora. I'm anti-being a fedora guy. You know? Like, who like, is really a fedora, fedora guy anymore? What? That's what I mean. He's got eight or nine fedoras, man. He's like, ooh, which fedora am I? Ooh, let me go with this one. It'll match well with this suit. Like, what? what is that? I Not a little nervous about that. Yeah, put so. Put that out there. So I don't disagree, but I will say this. Okay, thank you. I will say this, that if they go on a run here, 
and they get in legitimate playoff contention, you are going to see 45,000. You're going to see 45,000 fedoras. It's going to be the new. Oh, guys, going to be the dumbest thing ever. It's going to be the new dog mask. Yeah, it's going to be the new dog mask. I want that to happen. This is such a great call by you, Jack. I love that. You know the city. Um, Yeah, you're right. Um, All right. And uh, my last final thought, um, uh, outside of, again, apologizing everyone who had to listen to me for this far too much time tonight um did you think and i'm sure you've thought about this because i know that when the bryce harper thing happened you think of every angle and everything um we're not gonna get to see him playing the all-star game again i know i know it's like, a massive I, like you know who cares it's a stupid all-star game whatever but like come on man like he was going to be in the All-Star game. He won the freaking MVP last year without being in the All-Star game. We've never seen Bryce Harper in a Phillies uniform in the All-Star game. It's just like, come on, man. So yeah. bummed. Yeah, it is. It is. And um, at least, But at least this time, it's like, yeah, he's still an All-Star. So we don't have to do the whole, yeah. he never made no, the All-Star. he's an All-Star. Yep. Never made yep. the All-Star team as a member of the Phillies. Like, at least that's kind of yep. out, the, out the door. But, yeah, it's a total bummer. And you just know he would have definitely hit a tank. And that's, that's all I, that's all I can think about. Um, my final thought before letting you out of here is that the TV guys are, are trying to push the Schwarberian nickname on Kyle Schwarber. And I just, no, I'm not. Nope. No, it's not. Nope. It's not it. It's not it. It's, it's Schwarbs, Schwarbo, Schwarbaum. Like I'm in the Schwarberian out. I've never been more out on anything. Yeah, it's bad. It's like it's like life. it's honestly it's like it's almost fed like when when it was when like the, oh it, what a good yeah. Jack yes it it is almost feds like I I think there's a decent chance that if this catches on it could ruin his career so let's really stop this okay uh, I mean that being attached to you is I mean what else is gonna stop Kyle Schwarber right now nothing. Other than this nickname. I think uh, it's the only thing that has the potential to, to ruin what he's got going. Or the month of July. Yeah, good point. June, <laughs> or the calendar it. going to a new <laughs> month. We better enjoy these next three games a lot. <laughs> By the way, team record in wins this month by this baseball. Really? In any month? Or, Just in, or June. in June. Well, they're at 18. Okay. they got to win one more. But, yeah, the tie to team record in wins for a month. For June. Cool. Yeah. So, listen. Cool. Listen. Braves coming to town. Uh, they're playing really fright- big one. frighteningly good baseball. This this Braves team. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. actually, final final thought, uh, f- <laughs> dude, dude, I I can't take any more Freddie Freeman tears. Like enough, man. Like oh, I know. Uh, it's like, dude, you won the World Series. Like, get the hell out of here. Oh my god. Right? And, and and thank God, Clayton Kershaw was like, I hope we're not second fiddle. You know, you're on a team that's got World Series aspirations, and he looks checked out. Like you don't, we don't need three days of ovations. Utley got a day. Rollins got a day. Like we don't need three days of of crying on a baseball field. Like Freddie, like if you wanted to be there, whatever. It's just like it's an unfortunate circumstance. You're playing for the best team in the NL. Like stop. Enough. Enough with the tears. Like you, you got the first day out. I don't need three days of it. Come on, Freddie. Well done, buddy. <laughs> Good stuff right there. Can't take it. I needed that. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're done, or do you have like a final, final, final? No, final it's just thought? a big. It's a big series this week. Proof, proof to me that it that is. that you guys can can do this. I mean, it goes what, Braves, Braves, Cardinals, Braves, Cardinals, and thank God it's only a two gamer in Toronto because I'm not sure how many fields are yeah. going to be there. Um, I dude, dude, I was gonna wait till the next spot, but I was going to make that point. Me like honestly, how nervous are you for this Toronto trip? Like, I mean, just for the the list. I'll let the fills know. I got I got 82 <laughs> in my back pocket if you need it. And... Oh, there you go, buddy. <laughs> Do you have 82? No, I got 79. <laughs> 77. All right. Uh, we'll be back, I'm sure, to talk about at some point, which uh, Phillies won't be going to Toronto. But hopefully we'll be talking about the Phillies going on a run because Jack Fritz believed. He's Fritz himself. was doing that.